Thank you, Song, Linda. Cindy and I have had the privilege, I don't know how many times that we've been able to go, but when you go to General Assembly and there are delegates from all around the world, we all get together and sing together, and the voices may be different, the languages may be different, but we're all saying the same thing. And when we were in Papua New Guinea, they would give us uh, hymnals that had the... uh, English words and I would be standing by somebody that was singing the exact same thing but in a different tongue but we were singing to the same God and it's it's wonderful thank you so much song for sharing with us tonight and Linda thank you for that very much tonight we're going to be in Chronicles and uh, first Chronicles chapter 20 and I was, I've been reading about discipleship and what that looks like and, and what God has called us to. And one of the things that I read talked about how discipleship is passed on. We teach discipleship. We duplicate ourselves. And so tonight I'm going to read about some of David's men and some of the giants that they killed. Now, I don't know about you, but these words, I, uh, I have practiced and, and thought about, and uh, I'm not going to get them right, okay? And my first pastor, when I first got called to preach, he said, if you don't know what a word is, you just say big word and keep on going. <laughs> and so I'm not going to do that tonight. I am going to attempt, and I have... I have uh, tried to figure out uh, what this is, but uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna go with it. So let's all stand in honor of God's word tonight. In the course of time, war broke out with the Philistines at Gezer. At that time, Sibekiah, the Hushethite, killed Sapiah, one of the descendants of the Rephaites. And the Philistines were subjugated. In another battle with the Philistines, Elahanan, the son of Jar, killed Lahami, the brother of Goliath, the Gittite. Now this is the real Goliath, the, the, the giant. Huh? The big Goliath, yeah. Now, you've made a really good point here. I want you to understand that all these guys we're talking about are giants. All of them. Okay, who had the spear and a shaft like a weaver's rod. In still another battle, which took place at Gath, there was a huge man with five fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot, 24 in all. He also was a descendant of Rapha. When he taunted Israel, Jonathan, son of Shemiah, David's brother, killed him. These were the descendants of Rapha and Gath. And they fell at the hands of David and his men. Let's read. Let's uh, pray tonight. Father, help us to understand that when we have victories in our life and we teach others what we've learned from that, that others will have victories too. And Father, help us to understand that there are giants in people's lives. There's things in their lives that they do not believe they can overcome. 
And when we allow you to help us and we overcome those things and pass that faith on to others, they are able to do that as well. And Father, we have to pass our faith on. And tonight, I pray that we would just get a little picture of what that looks like and that we would believe tonight that we can overcome things in our homes, in our kids' lives, in our workplaces that we just think will never be right. But Father, help us to believe that we can overcome them so that others can have faith and they can overcome those things in their lives as well. And we ask these things tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. We all know the story of David and Goliath. And uh, Tyler was reminding me of that. You know, when we said Goliath, he meant like, you mean like big Goliath? Yeah. And when I say Goliath, you all know who I'm talking about. But when I talk about some of these other guys, it may be that this might have been the first time you've ever heard of these guys. And I don't know why it is, but we don't talk about these guys so much. When you talk about giants, most of the time we think just of Goliath. And we think of that, and, and it is said, and I've, I've said this before, but it is said that the story of David and Goliath is the most recognized Bible story in the world today. People don't recognize many stories in the Bible, but most people, if you talk about David and Goliath, they recognize that that is a biblical story, okay? And so we have this story of David and Goliath, but if you keep going through the Bible, you have a story of some more giants being slayed by the power of God through men. And we all know about the story, but there's several giants that have been that have been mentioned in the Bible. And these are the ones that are mentioned. And it's interesting that every time they're mentioned, every time a giant, most every time a giant is mentioned, they have been defeated. And I think lots of times we think about that. And we, when we think of giants and, and we think about that, we think about something that we cannot overcome. We think of something that is so big, but it's interesting to me that none of the giants that are mentioned in the Bible have victory over God's people. And if one of them had had victory over God's people, the Bible would have mentioned it because the Bible tells all sides of the story. That's the wonderful thing about the Bible. The Bible doesn't just say all the good things that happen. The Bible doesn't just say all the good things that David did. The Bible mentions all the bad things that David did. It mentions the sin in David's life. So if the giants were overcoming and, and defeating, it would have mentioned it. But in God's word, when giants are mentioned, when things that look like they're too big to overcome are mentioned, they're always mentioned in defeat. And we don't usually hear these stories and in life, we talk about things like we do when we talk about giants. I don't know about you, but if I seen a guy that was nine feet tall, that would be pretty uh, intimidating. And if he had six fingers and six fingers and six toes and six toes, I mean, that would be, and my, my first thought would be, this is a really big guy from Arkansas. That's what I would think. No, but he's just a big guy. That's mean. But, you know, he's just a really big guy. And he's got these six fingers and six toes. And, and, and when we think about that, we think about this is somebody that I'm afraid that I'm not going to be able to defeat. And we talk about things in our life and there's things in our life that we talk about that we think are too big to be defeated. 
We've all seen things in our life or we've had things in our life at one time or another where in the back of our mind we think, this is too big. I am, always, I am not going to be able to defeat this. And everyone, if you live long enough, you're going to face something. You're going to face a fear. You're going to face a situation. You're going to be in something in your family or something at work or something in your life. We talked about it tonight in membership class where it's going to be so big and so intimidating that you're going to wonder, how will I ever make it through this? How am I ever going to get on the other side of this? And there's going to be a situation that feels like you just know this is going to be a place where I'm going to be defeated and I'm not going to be able to overcome it. And everyone faces that at some time or another. And in the history of Israel, we see this. We see this in Goliath. Everyone thought this guy cannot be beat. All the best warriors are there. The king is there. The, 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 greatest fighter that they, the greatest fighter they thought they had was there. And they thought, this guy cannot be defeated. And, and, and David walks in. And like I said, the most recognized story in, in the Bible, David walks in and believes that through the power of God, this guy can be defeated. And nobody wanted to face Goliath and, and nobody wanted to do it, but David did. And I want you to notice that when King, that when Saul is King and Saul is the head of Israel, that the Goliaths are winning. Goliath was winning. When Saul was there, the, the king, he, he, he wasn't putting his trust in God. The, the Goliath was winning. Goliath would come out every day and say, does anybody want to fight? And nobody would fight. So he's, so he's winning. And isn't that the way it is? Uh, and, and they wouldn't even fight. Israel wouldn't even fight when Saul was in charge. And you would think that, uh, that, that someone would say something, but nobody did anything. And isn't that the way that it is sometimes? You think that, the, that, that whatever it is you're facing is too big and it's so big that you don't even fight against it anymore. Sometimes people are in sin or habits or addiction or they've, they've been some way so long that they just don't fight. It wasn't that Saul went up against uh, Goliath and fought him and got beat. Saul didn't even fight. And sometimes when we get in a situation where we think there's no way that I can defeat this, we just don't fight. And that's what defeats us. And that's where they were. And, and thousands of people in the world are slaves to sin because they don't believe in the power of Jesus to defeat sin in their life. It's too big. I can't overcome it. But David was convinced that if God was with him, there was nothing he couldn't defeat. And he was right. He defeated the giant that no one thought could be defeated. I want you to think about this. And I know we've talked about this, but can you imagine being, and he was probably a teenager and he went into literally hand-to-hand combat with a guy that's about nine feet tall. Now, I want to tell you, if, if I had a nine-foot guy that I had to go to combat with and I had my 
Glock 17, I'd feel pretty good about that. I really would because I have a lot of faith in my Glock. I really do. And I got to thinking about that. I got to thinking in my mind, if I was going to go into combat with a nine foot guy, what would I want? I was thinking I'd want my Glock and a couple of clips and I think I'd come out all right. And as I was thinking about that, I was thinking, you know, Brian, you have more faith in your Glock than you do in God. And sometimes that's the way we are. We have more faith in our own self and our own ability and the things that we have around us. So we just gather everything. We see whatever it is that's the big trouble in our life and we give everything we have around us, every material thing we have. And I'm going to make it through and we gather people around us and I'm going to make it through because we have more faith in the things that we have and the abilities that we have than we do in God. And as I was writing this and thinking about this, I was thinking, Brian, would you have faith that God could take care of you? Or are you going to have more faith in something that you own? And it was kind of convicting to me. I probably told you this this story. The guy that we had that was uh, the speaker at District Assembly pastors a large church out in Oregon. And he said one night this guy was tripping on drugs or something. And he said, I was walking out to my car. And he said, there was no one else in the parking lot. And said, the guy just is walking straight fast up to me. And he said, I'm trying to get my car door open. And he said, and I can't get it open. And he said, and I turn around and said, the guy just puts a gun right to my head. And he said, I'm going to kill you right now. And he said, I said, in the name of Jesus, you are not going to kill me. You're going to drop that gun and walk off. And said the guy went and walked off. He had faith in God. And you say, man, that guy is crazy. He's straight up crazy. Really? To believe that God can do, God defeats giants. God can defeat Anybody, God can defeat anything. But our problem is, and I'm telling you, my problem is, I don't have enough faith. And I want to have faith like this. And I want us as a church to have faith like this. I want to have faith like David had. He didn't have anything that he could rely on to take Goliath down. And you say, oh, well, he had a a little sling and a rock. Really? Really? Is that what you're going to rely on? That is not what he was relying on. He was relying on the power of God to use that and the power of God to work through him. And God gets us to a place like David where we cannot rely on anything except him. And, but sometimes we rely on ourselves and our ability. And we're going to be able to take care of this when we need to be relying on God and God's ability to take care of this. David relied on God. And didn't say, you know, I hope this works. He believed that it would work. And we don't hear any doubt in his voice when he is facing this guy. And we're afraid to speak with authority that God's going to do things. We're afraid to ask for much because we're afraid that if God doesn't do it, then we're going to look bad. We're afraid to ask God to heal things in our lives. We're afraid to ask God to help us to overcome things because we're afraid we might fail again and then we're going to look bad or God's going to look bad. We need to have faith that God can overcome whatever it is in our life that seems too big to overcome. 
We need to have faith that God can defeat the things that look unbeatable. The kind of faith, that kind of faith produces more faith. And you say, well, how do you know that? You ever notice, like in this story, I think this is a great story. All the people that were killing giants, who are they followers of? David. David's faith produced more faith. David's faith, David said, I believe that God can kill this giant through me. And it happened. And somebody else said, well, if that can happen in David's life, then that can happen in my life. And, and we see that these were all David's men. You never see any giant killers listed in the Bible from Saul's family. There are no killers of giants in Saul's family. Why? Because giants, because giants, because Saul didn't have faith like David did. Faith produces faith. Saul was not a giant killer. You can't produce what you aren't. Saul didn't obey God. Saul didn't have faith and it produced failure. We've been talking about this morning and we're going to be talking about this month producing disciples. You have to be a follower of God to produce a follower of God. The reason we have uh, nearly a totally immoral society is that we have not been producing followers. Parents It has come to the place where when our kids leave and go to to school, nearly 80% of them leave the church. We're not even reproducing ourselves in our own families. And And I hate to say that, but it's the truth. We have got to get to the place, folks, where we pass on what is in us. And then we have to ask the question, is there anything in us? Do I have faith? We cannot produce. The giant killers were produced from a giant killer. If we are going to produce disciples of God, we have got to be disciples of God. We're having trouble keeping our kids because we don't have any more giant killers in the church. Folks, we've got to, our kids have got to see their parents and people in their church defeating the giants of life in their home. They've got to see it. There are big things right now, defeating families, and parents are too afraid to fight it, too afraid to fight the battles against their kids. There's things their their kids want to do, and their parents are too afraid to fight that battle. They're afraid, oh, if I make my kid mind, or if I make my kid follow the Lord, if I make my kid take part in church and things like that, they won't like me, or this, or that, or whatever. And there's no more giant killer. We have to have parents who are not afraid to fight the fights, to defeat the things that are trying to kill our homes. We need to have parents who stand up to the things that are defeating our kids. Remove things from your home that is defeating kids. Remove things from your home and from your schedule that are coming before God. Saul was afraid to fight and the giant defeated him. We're afraid that our kids won't fit in or they won't be popular or they won't be this or that. And so we don't fight. Saul was not a giant fighter. And none of those near him were 
either. No one in his family was. None of his men were giant fighters. David was a giant fighter. And the people around him became giant fighters and defeaters as well. Men looked at David and they believed that God could work through them too. They said, if God can do that in David's life, he can do it in my life. If God can can use David, a small boy, to defeat a giant, then God can use me to do it. Every one of these guys were men of David. None of them were men of Saul. We need some men to allow God to do some miraculous miracles in their lives. During July, we talked about the testimonies and, and, some, and some giants that got killed. John Halstead stood up here and on this podium and said, there was a giant in my life. And through the power of God, I was able to defeat it. And right now, Glenn is sitting there and, and he has seen what God's done in John's life and he's working in your life too, isn't he? Glenn's watched it and said, well, if, if God can do that in John's life, then he can sure do it in my life. And he's doing it, isn't he? He is. And God needs to see that fathers in our homes. He needs to see dads overcoming temptation and overcoming things that are big in their life and getting through it. And moms, he needs to see that in our home. Kids need to see that in our homes. And God has called us. And when we do that, and when, and when men see that in someone else's home and someone testifies to this is what was going on in my life, and God came in and God changed me, it grows faith. That's what happens in our, and is what needs to be happening in our church. When we do testimonies, we need to have people giving testimony of this is what was going on in my life. And I believe God and God came in and changed everything. And somebody else might be going through the same thing and think, well, if God can do it in their home, then he can do it in my home. If God can, we had people come and testify to what God had done in their marriage. I stood Kale and Susan up here. I can't tell you how many people have said, well, if God can do that in Kale and Susan's house, he can do it in my house. And sometimes I think we're afraid to share. We're afraid to say, well, this David walked right up defeated that thing and everybody watched him and said hmm if God can do that in David maybe God can do that in me but we need some folks that'll do it they'll stand and fight the good fight defeat the giants in our homes we have a society of people who cannot overcome the giants of sin in their life because they don't see other people overcoming sin in their life. Giant killers produce giant killers. If you want to see your family become giant killers, if you want to see your family becoming saved and overcoming sin, then they need to see you being saved and sanctified and overcoming sin in your life. They need to see their folks overcoming the giants in their life. Folks, we need to be a church of giant killers. Or we're going to be defeated. And only giant killers produce giant killers. And we can't leave that up to anybody else because it won't get done.
We have got, if, if God is in you and God is working in you and God has saved you and God has sanctified you and you've overcome things in your life, come and get somebody and come alongside them and teach them how to do that as well. First, you do it with your kids and then find somebody else around you and do that in their life. Timothy says, older women, find some younger woman and come along and say, this is how we defeated the giants in my life. And the word says that it brings faith in their life. Giant killers produce giant killers. And if we want to be what God has called us to be, we have got to produce disciples in our church. You say, pastor, what does that look like? I got some ideas what it looks like and some we're already doing some things we're going to try to do some things a little bit different to try to help us but most of that David didn't go and start off on some program I'm going to start a giant killer program today anybody want to show up he lived it he lived it and people watched him and they said, if, he can do, if God can do that in his life, he can do it in my life. And that's the first thing we need to do. Are you doing that in your life tonight? If you're not, do it. Do it. God's called us to that. I want us to stand. I'm going to pray for you. Lance, I want you to come. I want you to come for just a minute. Maybe, maybe there's somebody here tonight. That there's something in your life tonight that you know that you're not even fighting. You just give up. It seems so big that you think, I will never get over this. And tonight you just need to let God defeat that thing in your life. Maybe the Holy Spirit spoke something to you tonight. I'm not going to tarry very long. If you need to pray, you, you need to come up and pray. We're going to open the altars for just a minute.